This is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus came to the neighborhood of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples this question. Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptizer, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And you, he said to them, who do you say that I am? You are the Messiah, Simon Peter answered, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of John. No mere man has revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. I, for my part, declare to you you are rock, and on this rock I will build my church, and the jaws of death shall not prevail against it. I will entrust to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you declare bound on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you declare loosed on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. This is the good news of our Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like to do something uh, a little bit different. Uh, today, if I may, if you'll bear with me and the Lord. Uh, uh, I think um, I do my best to try, uh, don't always make it, but to stay open and uh, to what he wants for us. And um, uh, this week he was, uh, seemed to me, he was changing his mind on me left and right about today's homily. But it became very clear. And I'd like to basically today share a little testimony with you. Uh, to the Lord. Uh, some personal testimony of mine and then of a, a woman by the name of Penny. Let me give you just a little bit of background. For whatever reason, our, the Lord uh, this week, as Joe well knows, has been waking me up early every morning. Now, I wouldn't mind that if he let me go to bed at, at noon. I, I, that would be fine. But for whatever reason, he's been waking me up very early uh, this week, but maybe he knows that that's my good time, that's my prime time when I get up. I, I'm most alert at that time, and I shared at Mass this week that uh, he really has been giving me some incredible prayer times this week. I have just felt his presence, I have felt his joy inside of me, and it's, um, so it's been excellent. And so, um, but one scripture kept coming back to me over and over and over in prayer. Now, certainly Joe and Les know that, uh, and all of us, we try, we all take the scriptures and that we know we're going to be homilizing on, and we try to pray those for at least two weeks, see what the Lord wants. But normally, it doesn't just zero in on one line. And the line he kept giving me over and over again is, you are rock. 
and on you I will build my church. And I knew right off that those were not just words spoken 2,000 years ago to Peter, but they were being spoken to me right here today, and not only to me, but to you and to you and to you and to you. You are Peter, and on you I will build my church. You are rock, and on you I will build my church, okay? So uh, my problem, as the week unfolded, one of my many problems, is I, I focus in on me. So when he says, you, uh, I get all nervous. And I'm kind of like Abraham, who uh, are all the prophets. If you read the scriptures, uh, you know that every time the Lord would choose a prophet, the prophet would say, hey, get the other guy. You know, much better than I am. Abraham said, you know, take my brother. Well, much better speaker than I am, Lord. So, you know, take Joe, take Les, you know. But it kept coming back, and I realized, as I listened more deeply and let him tell me, that what he was saying is, you are wrong, and on you, I will build my church. I will build it. You're the instrument, but I will build it. And he began to unfold that for me, and I began to know that this was the message, but I didn't, I couldn't get it together. And this is what I want to tell you. On, on Friday, I promise you, all of a sudden, I, I knew I had to proclaim this this weekend, but on Friday, the mail comes in. And I open up this letter, and there's a, there's a cover letter to this from a lady in the parish. And she says, Father, this is a talk that my sister Penny gave in her parish, and I want, I want you to read it. And I want to share it with you. And I, before I even read it, I promise you, before I even read it, I knew this is what was supposed to be for fun. I just knew it this weekend. Penny is um, an Episcopalian, and evidently in her parish, she's not from Houston, uh, in her parish, once a month, they invite a lay person to give the homily. Great idea. I want you to all be prepared next week. <laughs> Love that idea. It is a super idea because uh, it, it emphasizes the fact that priests and nuns and deacons and all of us don't have a monopoly on God's Word. God's Word comes up from His people. And listen to God's Word as it is spoken through Penny. And think in your mind, you are rock. On you, I will build my church, okay? Now, I just want to tell you that Penny is a woman, like many of you here, just an ordinary lady, got children, struggling with life, struggling in her marriage, goes to the grocery store, just do it, getting kids ready for school now, hurts, rejoices, just like you, just an ordinary person. But she's a person of prayer, okay? I would like to share with you some of the background leading up to my talk today. In the last three years since our son Rich died, we have been through 11 deaths, seen several divorces among our friends here in the parish and even outside of the parish. Some of our friends have serious illnesses. Three and a half weeks ago, 
on the night that Tom Allison died, I just felt compelled to sit down and write out some of my thoughts. While doing this, I felt the presence of the Lord so strongly. I love that. I mean, over and over and over again, we get asked, you know, and many of you do too, how do you know the Lord is speaking to you? How do you know he's there? I can tell you, if you're a person of prayer, you know it. You feel it. You're sure of it. She says, I knew the presence of the Lord, and I, she felt that presence strongly. After I finished writing, I reread what I had written and felt led to share it with the parish. I didn't want to do this simply because I'm not comfortable getting up in front of a group to talk. Nobody is, I promise. The thought of sharing this with the parish would not leave me. So I reread it again, only this time I started picking it apart saying, this doesn't sound right or that doesn't sound right or or no one would understand what I meant by this or that. But no matter what reasons I gave myself for not reading this, that voice never left me. It kept saying, read this to the parish. Still, I wasn't convinced. And then I got a call from Linda asking me if I would give the talk today. And after talking to Linda, I knew she doesn't say, I thought. She says, I knew if I said no, I wouldn't be saying no to Linda. I'd be saying no to the Lord. And I just couldn't do that. And so here I am. What I want to talk to you about today is death. No one wants to think about that because it makes us vulnerable. We waste so much time arguing over whether someone is right or wrong, or I don't like that person, for whatever reason. I wish each of us would ask ourselves, what if that person wasn't here tomorrow? Would we really have wasted so much time? Or would we have gone over to that person and said something to show that we sincerely care about them? From personal experience, I know there are no guaranteed tomorrows. This is, an in, this is an insecure way to live in human terms, knowing there may not be a tomorrow, but it is reality. When you feel compelled to say or do something, even though sometimes it just doesn't seem logical or you don't want to do it, remember, it could be the Spirit of the Lord moving you. As long as it's from your heart, do it. Please, don't wait. There are so many tragic moments in people's lives here in the parish. Divorce is widespread. There have been many deaths. We are a church that has a lot of hurting parishioners. Look around you right this moment. And if your strength is strong, help that person who's sitting next to you now. And even if your strength is weak, reach out and touch that person. You will become stronger through that action. Let them know that you care. 
And that's what the community of Jesus Christ is all about. When Jesus' friend Lazarus died, he cried. Tears were literally streaming down the cheeks of the Son of God. If he was able to show his emotions, then who are we to say that we cannot? Don't get so wrapped up in your own life that you forget there may not be a tomorrow. Never think you have total control over your own life because in, actual, in actuality, you don't. I know through personal experience, control can literally be taken out of your hands in an instant. Remember, none of us are exempt from tragedy. I see control being taken from people daily. A few examples. My neighbor learned two days before Christmas she had cancer of the breast. A week later, she had a radical. Our business partner learned he had cancer of the stomach. Three months later, he was dead. Before his illness, he thought he had a whole lifetime ahead of him. Another is a dear friend who died suddenly of a massive heart attack. She was at a restaurant eating dinner with her family, and she had no previous history of any heart problem. My son was alive one moment, and with the Lord the next moment. That's every parent's nightmare to lose a child. How many people do you know are getting a divorce? In a real sense, that's a death. It's the death of a relationship. These are examples of people who thought they had control, but in, all, but in an instant, control was taken out of their hands. Your life can be radically changed in just a moment. What I'm trying to tell you is this. Take a look at yourself and realize what's really important. First of all, where are you with God? Seriously, I want you to think about that question. Where are you with your family? And where are you, finally, with your Christian community? Death can be a depressing subject, but it is a fact of life. We're all born to die. It's what we do with our lives that's important, whether it's six months, 10, 17, 40, or 80 years. It's the quality of life, not the quantity. Again, what I'm saying is treat each other with tenderness and with love. Life is so very, very precious. Each one of us is special because the Lord created us to be unique individuals. The Bible teaches us to strive to be Christ-like. Jesus is always so sensitive to our needs. He taught us to love one another, and with that goes the responsibility of being sensitive to others' needs. If only we could see Jesus in each other. What a different and better world this would be. 
Three weeks ago on Sunday, the day after we buried Tom Allison, I just did not want to go to church. I knew that I should, but I thought I just couldn't. I decided to sit down and write my feelings to the Lord in the form of a letter. I would like to share with you that prayer. Dearest Lord, today is your day. Because it is, please let your grace shine down upon our parish. Lift up our hearts. They are so heavy laden. Only you can put the sunshine back in our lives. Help us to focus on your love and, and bring us a peaceful day filled with a love and a caring for each other. Refresh us, dear Lord. In your love, sign Penny. As I said, the Lord is so sensitive to our needs and does keep his promise. Because he said, come to me, all you that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. I did go to the Lord that Sunday morning, and he did refresh me, and I did go to church. In conclusion, I want to say that God does not want us to live in fear that there may not be a tomorrow. Absolutely. God does not want us to live in fear that there may not be a tomorrow, but only to remember to live within his teachings. So if there is not a tomorrow, you'll be ready to meet our Lord face to face. For those left behind, they'll have the consolation of knowing that they followed the commandment the Lord gave us. We must love one another. He didn't say we should love one another. He said, you must love one another. When I first introduced this talk, I told you it was about death. Many days after I accepted to do this talk, I reread the message the Lord gave me. I realized the talk wasn't about death at all. It's really all about love and all about living. You are wrong. And on you, Penny, on you, Ed, and on each of you, I will build my church.